Hello. We're back. No, you're too far back from the mic. Get oh closer. Oh my god, are you? F- you're too far back. Look. Is this any better, dear? Wait. We're gonna have to share the mic because we have a guest. Yeah, you sound great. We do have a guest, and this guest actually knows us from before we were the Mackins. Circa 2000. You're still spring, too f- Mackin. Spring 2006. Wow, I'm not shocked that you know that. Um, but this next guest. Uh, is has a double is a double whammy. Yes. <laughs> Not only is he our friend, and is my big brother in you know sorority fraternity life, but he is also has an incredible career that he has you know he's put an impression on our life to say the least. Absolutely. Our first introduction to the world of therapy and being okay with going to doing that was started with. First, a- he was literally the first phone call. Because we needed guidance. Right. And we are like, I don't even fucking know where to start. Like, what, does our insurance cover this? Like, who do we talk to? How, what do we even need? Do we need psychotherapy? F- f- uh, you know, physical therapy? What kind of therapy do we need as a married couple? These are the things that we're experiencing, not experiencing. And and he and took he was us, our compass. He was our compass. So without further ado, <laughs> we have... Okay. We have our, our friend, our very good friend, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. What's your, give us your title. We don't want to fuck it up. Uh, welcome. Yes. <laughs> um, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> Isn't it awkward talking into a mic? Okay. You just need to... It's weird, right? JKN. JKN. Uh, what is my title? Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell, tell us a little about you yourself. You know, Masters of, Master of Shirley Temples. <laughs> yes. Um, Shirley Bombs. <laughs> he as, invented as the Shirley Bombs. Mm-hmm. That is correct. What a night. What a night. What, what, nights, a night. Those, Many what, what night. nights those were. I said we still have the Grenadine from Mackin's 30th birthday party. He's what? How old are you? 37? You- <laughs> 37 35 I'm 34 You're 34 we, it's, it's four years old We still have How that. old are you? Sugar's always good, right? I'm as old as you are Me? How old am I? Yes, well, you oh, I don't know both I can't old. remember I don't even know how old our kids I'm are When they were ages. born <laughs> But MT invented the Shirley bomb Which I think you should educate I mean, sure So Shirley Temple That you get from Mikhail's Is what? <laughs> Sprite and Grenadine. I used to go for a good Shirley at like TGF Fridays. Nice. Yeah, it was always Mikhail's Solid for me. one with a cup of dirt. With extra, a, with... extra maraschino cherries. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they're the real ones, not the fake ones. Yeah. But so, uh, you know, in, during the fraternal years, I was, uh, I don't know, non-drinker. Yep. There's probably other names for it. Mormon. <laughs> Oh, was that the other name for it? That, uh, I, I, knew, I knew there was one. That I had something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, was it wasn't it was a non-drinker and uh, and so I, I, I would go to these uh, events, these parties, and I just kind of would feel awkward. Yeah. Not being a part of the group, but still being a part of the group in a way. And I thought, man, how could I, you know, turn up? How could I participate? As of course we were this, saying at the time. Yeah. And uh, I brought. Two liters of Sprite and a bottle of grenadine. And I thought, man, people are going to want to do this with me. <laughs> and so I bring it in. I'm like, hey, I brought my drinks. And everyone's kind of cheering, like, because they're, you know, chasers. Drunk. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> they're going to pour it into their alcohol. Yeah. And um, that wasn't my plan. <laughs> and so I went to the, the kitchen and grabbed a couple people, 
to get around, I said, I got, you know, the new shot. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's this do it. it. Let's do it. And uh, <laughs> I, I busted out the the Sprite and the grenadine, and, and everyone was confused. Surely bombs. And so uh, you shot a grenadine, a cup of Sprite, you drop it in, and you have the most massive sugar rush for about 20 oh minutes. God. The title I think you want me to say is... A marriage and family therapist. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. Right. What do we have for him, Johnny? It's and and that's what's so. If there was something like I met you in college, if there was something that I, that truly is a testament to the core of the person that you are, it's understanding human beings to their core. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. I you, would take it even, maybe not even farther, but maybe even more simplified version is you're an amazing listener. You are. You're a good listener. He's nodding his head. Oh, is this where I talk? Sorry, I was listening. I, <laughs> I forgot that I have to talk sometimes. Yeah, like my bad. No, but I. Th- uh, but our first experience with even going down the road of exploring that word world is you are our comfort zone. But it's bad practice to um, therapize. Therapize with friends. I mean, look, I, I, I smell feelings for a living. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So it, wherever I go, I just pick up on it. But more likely, other people are picking up on it before right. I'm even aware of it. Yeah. Right. Because they find out what I do. Because I try and start off like, you know, I'm a janitor. <laughs> and then if, if a I'm singer. neg some more, it's, you know, a, a high dancer. school. Yep. You know what I mean? But once they find out that I'm a therapist, then all of a sudden, like, there's the fight or fight kicks in and they're like you know what maybe i don't want to hang out with you or talk to you tonight really you get like a pushback it's not conscious but well because when when people don't know how to be vulnerable or Mm -hmm. don't like to be vulnerable um a lot of times it's get me away from here because i don't i don't want you to Uh, figure me out or i don't want to be judged by you a lot of times is what it what it tends to be but you know i don't pay much mind these days to it See, because I understand there, there's something else working. See, we don't know that life. You just put it all out there for us. But the funny, but the thing about you is, or me, is I lean into people like you. Like, I'm like, tell me what's wrong with me. Don't make me guess. <laughs> just tell me that I'm codependent and well, I have all these problems. Just tell me so I can fix them. Right. That's the <laughs> most codependent thing that you just <laughs> did right there. <laughs> Tell me what to do because I don't know what to do for myself. Yeah, tell me what to do because so, I just want to do the right thing and I don't want to fuck my kids up yeah. and I don't want my husband to leave me. So what do I do that's to keep so that? And and that's and therein lies the journey <laughs> that I just don't have the answer yeah. for you. And that's where I think it's what, two two years yeah. that you've been in therapy? Down this path. Oh yeah, two years of therapy. Yeah. And we we went in with we had issues. That's, we had things. To say the least. We had things, mm-hmm. but I think it was more so my, and I, we've talked about this before together, like our generation's idea of right. therapy is like, no, you only go to that when you're going to get divorced. When or, it's the worst. Well, no, or, there, was, yeah. there was that aspect, not the divorce aspect, but like marital challenges. But I also reached out to him when I was starting to deal with like, or starting to like self-diagnose myself with what I thought was depression in some ways. You were texting him? Yes. You don't remember this? I don't, I don't remember what today is, so I don't remember this. Is it Wednesday? Yes. That, this was that, like also two years, or yeah, this is Thursday, but two years ago or three years ago when I started to realize like 
I'm not feeling so hot. I called him. I was like, hey, what do I do about this? I think wow. this is what, why, you remember why, this? Why, I don't. why do you think the pizza parties started <laughs> the pizza happening? Parties. Why do you think I would call <laughs> every yes. now and again and be like, hey, let me bring pizza over? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're such a good friend. Hey, it was just a check in on yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. But that I'm, sounds creepy saying it out loud no, now. But, no, it sounds but, great. But, but there, there was. If you had a van an with no windows, there. then I'd be worried. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> You can't trust you, a guy in a in a mustache that's a asking mustache. for chocolate milk. <laughs> that has a van. You got a no mustache, window. a ponytail, and a van. Ugh, uh, triple threat for creeper. Oh uh, boy. Yeah, but when you first knew us, as you know, MTs had a very intimate. Let, I'll tell. I'll tell you. An all I'll, too intimate experience. It, I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up. It's the end of <laughs> one of the parties, may have been Boca, and. I had this thing that I thought was slick because no one ever called me on it. And there was this point in the party where I understood that the first wave was over. And then there was this weird transition that people wouldn't remember before the second wave kicked in. Mm -hmm. People, you know, the, the bros would always, uh, talk about the night before and how like they remember this part of the night and they remember this part of the night and then all together they connected the night. Right. Sure. I left in that transition of the first wave, the second wave, because I didn't have to say goodbye to anybody and no one would remember when I left. Okay. So it was like, I was there and that's all they remember. And that's the best part in it. So <laughs> I know I'm drawing a blank now because I was the one that was drunk. Like, well, here's the, here's hey, what the, re- the fuck happened in tea. But, but, he, but right. I'm be- like trying to follow you here, but now I'm realizing that I was the, the correct control. Or I was part of the variable here. Co- being tested. Correct. But the story actually is one of those transitions is everyone's kind of done their thing. And I'm like, okay, that's my cue. And I start to go to leave and I hear just some whimpering out of a room oh no i don't remember this story. and it's and it's a glass room so i can oh, kind of see into it i have to kind of walk past it to get out of the front door <laughs> and of course with the whimper I, it took my attention and i looked over and and there's danielle just <laughs> crying in mackin's lap and he's just kind of doing this weird like it wasn't i rub, wasn't giving tuck, him head. like this isn't the story no 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 no, we this, this, no this is not no, this is ahead. not about head this is about that moment that you both shared time and time again, which in that moment may have not been your best. No, no. never. But it, it was at the same time. Yeah. Like, because it started something between the two of you <laughs> that only you two would do at these parties. Okay, so keep going. <laughs> keep going. I want to know. That's it? That we were just crying? I no, you that, were that, tell. I, I sum it up. Because, well, I sum up that part of the story okay. with I knew that clearly there was something there mm-hmm. because you both always did that at the parties. Uh, and I'm like, okay. Danielle had her wow. meltdown. That, and, and Mackin was right there with it. He's always. like, I'm going to be there with you. Oh. And I just thought, what's he doing? He's amazing. <laughs> How this can you do that? It, like, it, to me, it was, it was impressive because I was like, I don't have he, any patience with that. And he's just the best at it. He, he carried me when oh. my baggage It's not as easy was. as it looks. You know how they give you like a 50 pound weight limit in Southwest? I had like a 200 pound bag. But I still checked it. He still was like, I'm going to pay the 50 bucks. It's fine. I'm going to take this bitch wherever she needs to go. That was my husband. And that's why I thank God for him every day. Because if it, he, he, he was in my life at a time when I could have gone 
I could have gone to drugs and drinking and shit like that, but because I, I drank you excessively. Didn't? <laughs> I didn't do drugs. I drank excessively. This is the exact path you're on. <laughs> no, that's not true. I drank excessively, but I had but you stuck around. Right. And everyone that everyone that I meet, I tell them, I'm like, truthfully, I I would never be married to me because I You were a mess. Oh, I, and I, I say that with love. I know, but you know. But but that story. was the thing. You were so messy, <laughs> and he was just right there. Just it's okay, or oh whatever he was saying to you, and it worked. And how did I know that? Because of another. Cry. Well, that's fine. Go ahead. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> I would. I, because oh. you're right. They can't see that though, no, so it doesn't, it doesn't take. I'm I'll sorry. I'll just keep drinking my okay. wine. I'll just catch put, my tears in a glass. Yeah, just make it rain in the background <laughs> while we're talking, yeah. and maybe they'll get it. But, um, yeah, but but. But I, I was, I don't know if you want me to tell the story. Go, go, go. down that road, MT. So I knew that there was something special there, but I, I didn't know how good it was, right? <laughs> I knew it was good, but I didn't know how good it was until I, you know, maybe it's more creepy about me having lived in the dorms. This is the story that I was hoping you were telling. <laughs> Like, I knew it was good then, but I didn't know how much gooder it would be. Gooder, right? Yes, gooder. So I lived in the dorms the last semester of my senior year at UNLV. And I didn't want to have, um, like, a, a suite mate. Is that yeah. the roommate Correct. in that regard? There, there was a suite mate in the other suite. Anyways, I didn't yeah. want a roommate. So I, I paid the extra whatever. Mm-hmm. And... I moved the beds together, and I didn't know you could do this. Maybe I did, but I did it anyways. But I brought my, my queen-size mattress and put it on the two yeah. beds that oh I put my together. God, is that why it was so big? Yes. Holy shit, you're yeah. brilliant. That wasn't he didn't the, just have, like, a VIP suite. I thought that he was just, like, lifted like stepbrothers and had, like, the... <laughs> no, the, the, well, that's the weird part. Maybe I shouldn't tell the story <laughs> no. because it's not about me right now with the blue no, lights and the sheets. No, he but anyways. Had, no, no, no. Oh, gosh. I, the, the I bat, was very drunk. Sheets. I was very drunk when I was, <laughs> I was very drunk when I was in this dorm room. Well, hold but, on, let's. Oh, that's, okay, wait, 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 that's okay. That's good. Tell me. I wasn't going to jump the gun. I was just going to say the aesthetic of it. It was very neon. It creepy was very, as fuck. Not creepy. Oh, sorry. Are we supposed inviting, to? Inviting. Inviting. No, I said fa. No, you, you can, can swear. swear. Are okay. you fucking kidding me? Uh, in case Marcy hears this. <laughs> <laughs> Marcy's my mom. <laughs> so go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Um. So I lived in the dorms and there was some function going on on campus. Tahiti. It was Tahiti. It was Tahiti. Yeah. And Mackin came to me and was like, is there any way that I could <laughs> spend some time with, you know, Danielle or I don't remember how you said it. I don't even recall. I was hoping you remember. <laughs> I don't recall the way that you introduced it to me. I would have imagined I would have said, hey. Very nicely. Would you be cool if I was down to borrow your broom for a little while? That, you know what? That actually makes more. Yeah. Because borrow? I, yeah, I wasn't yeah. going to keep well, it. Yeah. Wait, you weren't going to say like, can I fuck my girlfriend in your bathroom? In a nicer bedroom? way. In a nicer way. I don't know if he would have said those <laughs> yeah. words to me at the time. <laughs> Correct. Because it would have just shocked my soul. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Anyways. <laughs> You're surely bummed. Yeah. He knew, whatever I asked for, he knew what I was asking I, for. I, I understood and Intuitive. gladly... Yes handed over the keys or card Which, or whatever what a gem it was. by the way to oblige and allow that to happen no and and to be honest i didn't even think twice <laughs> such about a real it one afterwards yep well 
<laughs> Actually, Until I afterwards did. came. Well, because... Is, is this part's okay? Absolutely. It's okay. This is our, you have no idea what we've talked about on here. Well, you have no idea what it was like to find something like this because I have to, I have to help you understand something without you understanding me. This was the first time I'd ever seen something like this. I had never once used one, nor to see what it looks like pre-packaged, post-packaged, and post-use. But I went back to my room, and I, they were very kind. They had taken off the sheets and put the sheets off to the side because we had worked something out, I think, yep. to that extent. Yep. Or I told you I had some, so it didn't worry. <laughs> totally fair stipulation. So, so they had cleaned up, and um, that was a very nice one. It was starting to put sheets on my bed, new <laughs> sheets, clean sheets. And my as I'm kind of going around the, the, the corner to put the sheet underneath, I feel something and I'm like, oh, I wonder what that is. And I, I don't think I've ever told you this, but as I pulled, it was kind of stuck. And so I gave it, I was like, what is that? And it was kind of slippery. And I was like, and it kind of snapped on me. <laughs> and, and that was probably at the time the most traumatizing part that I didn't understand yet snap is so, until three years later when I went so to therapy for it. Oh. But oh for the first time in my life, I, I was face to face with touching a used condom that was not <laughs> my own. I didn't know that at the time until I examined it. And try to use all the best knowledge oh my God. that a senior in college, who at this point was maybe 24, 25, yeah, I don't remember, yeah. 26, I don't remember. I was older yeah. as far as that goes, and um, I was confused. Oh, my God. And, and then, then when I realized mm-hmm. it, I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> what did this mean? What is this? And I, and I realized not only what Mackin meant, but he meant what he said (laughs) and he proved it to me because he left that for me and it was like a gift it was like a party favor well i'll tell you what was a gift um (laughs) for some reason i didn't know what to do with it the Mm -hmm. the reasonable thing is you throw it away right yes but I don't know why it didn't get thrown away. It just kind of stayed in this space, and I didn't know what to do it with it. And then I moved somewhere. Wall? Well, no, no, no. I had taken no. it, and I okay. put it on After the table. Snapped, I turned the lights on. I got a flashlight. I'm like, okay, a put a this on. is interesting. What is this swimming, sticky substance? Got a long stick. And um, <laughs> because it stayed there till the next day, I thought, oh, this would be funny to bring to the Sunday meeting tell a story about oh, how, you God, know what I mean? I forgot all about this. But then I forgot it. Oh. <laughs> so and you were so, going to bring it to your fraternity meeting and like present it. Correct, to every church. Sunday. So there were a few Sundays oh thereafter that I was like, okay, I'll do it this Sunday. Forgot. Oh my God. <laughs> and I kept forgetting to the point where I just forgot it altogether. Where is it being stored at this point? At this point, it, 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 I put it in a, um, <laughs> like a Ziploc bag <laughs> to preserve it, of course. <laughs> And, Airtight. and then I, I think I stuck it in the back of like a sock drawer, okay. like a place I just mm-hmm. forgot about. Yeah. For, easily forgot about. Just because you were gonna reasonably bring it, forgot about. You're going to bring it to tell the story. No yeah. one's going through my sock drawer. No, right. no, no, unless your no. mom comes to visit. Marcy's, Marcy not, coming to Marcy's not coming to the dorm. She's not. No, 
no, no. Oh, my no. God. So it then was presented to me mm-hmm. when this would be delivered as the gift. <laughs> and I say the gift because it was the gift that kept on giving. Yes. <laughs> Except for the gift of life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which we have a lot of in this home now. Correct. Um, at the end of... There's gifts that are given between fraternity members at the end of someone graduating. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and they'll give gifts or gifts are given to them or yep. there's an exchange of something to that extent, yep. right? Yep. But, so, but more so it's me now graduating, giving gifts or memories or, you know, whatever to people. Yeah. And so I'm going through the line. <laughs> and when I had gotten to Mac and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to do this. <laughs> but I had to blow it up to the extent where I had the moment to say something nice about Mackin and, yep. you know, brotherhood and all of that good stuff. And, and then tell the story for the first time, a story that no one else knew. <laughs> no one but you. But Finally. me, not, not even, even Mackin knew. And so, it, you know, this was before, you know, the go-getters on YouTube and the gotchas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and this was my gotcha. Before oh my Ryan God. Seacrest dropped the mic. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Before Next. So the gift was... I forgot all about that. And so the gift was, um, you know, a used condom <laughs> that I'd My own. pulled out in a zip bag and just snapped Returning down. Returning home. And the best Does part... Does it still fit? The best part was the confusion because Mackin understood but didn't understand. No one can understand that moment. No. Especially when everyone else is laughing at it. Yes. Right. But that, you know... It, it, was, a, it was... I remember him... Coming home and goes, you're, he goes, you're never going to even fathom what MT just gave me tonight. And I'm like, what? He's like, apparently what, when we, sorry, I've been drinking. I have the hiccups like a cartoon <laughs> character. Um, <laughs> I was hiccuping. Um, he gave us the condom that we used the night that we borrowed his, <laughs> his dorm room. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's so disgusting. Why would we even leave that in there? That's so fucked up. You should have thrown that away. Whereas Mackin used to flush the condoms down the toilet. Yes. Good job. Yeah, I, this was obviously an accident. It wasn't intended to be left under the mattress or wherever it was. And who uses condoms? <laughs> <laughs> obviously not what us. Is, what, what is that? That's when I knew it was true love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, true love. And that was the last time we wore condoms. <laughs> that was the last time. <laughs> I ruined it. When it was gifted to us. We're, Who oh my known? god. Who would have ever thunk in? I think we do have some in our drawer next to our bed. Uh, I think I threw them out. Okay, thank God. Yeah. Because my my gotta, tubes are gone. You gotta but... get rid of shit. Why, why the fuck would I have condoms? <laughs> I don't know. Because my tubes might grow back. That's yeah, also a possibility. You never know. Your, your appointment reminds me. Yeah, your biology me. is. They probably will. Yeah, all about farming. Yep. All about farming. <laughs> I did have a very important question to ask you, but now I've forgotten it because your PTSD of the condom. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've been laughing so hard. Mm. I peed. I snorted. <laughs> I just forgot. But it's so funny that you brought up every time you would see us at a party, I'd be crying in his lap yeah. because that is so true. I, I tend yeah. to block out that phase of life. But now that you bring that up, I forget how often that happened at like 21 years old where you would just be drunk and emotional at the end of a party yes. and I would just be like trying to figure out and deal with it. <laughs> I, I know. It, but here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Thank you. 
That's what I have to say to you. Thank you for sticking around, even though I was. But I also didn't start heavily drinking until I met you. Correct. When I met you, I I would drink once in a while with my family. But when I met you and you would take me to parties and stuff, I'm like, oh, this jungle juice sounds great. <laughs> I'll have fucking four and then not remember how I got home. It's someone's going to take care of me. Yes. My husband is going to take care of me. Uh, You're so right. There was the codependency. (laughs) You should have saw the signs from the beginning. I didn't know what that was. Speaking of like not knowing what codependency was or like there are some people that are our age. Right. Who... I mean, I'm not going to speak directly, but... There are some people in my life that choose to, like, don't realize how good their life could be if they just knew, just knew what, even if you took therapy out of it and just said, talking to someone with knowledge could do for themselves. What's on the other side of being vulnerable? Exactly. That's what it, for me, that's what it comes down to is being vulnerable. It's that initial, um... I realize something might be off or I want to fix something or I want to understand something or I want to know why something is the way it is. Yeah. And to be able to find out that answer or solution, then it's more of a, you need to find someone who is an expert or someone that can be trusted. Which is very, um, can be a stigma to some people like look at, I, I know some people personally that like, this is a weakness, but what I love, what, what was so encouraging for me and I was, asking MT to be on our podcast because I'm like you bring something to the table that I just would love our listeners to take something with them when 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 they listen because we talk about therapy but we only talk about it from our oops sorry from our perspective not from that perspective which you you're very uh, unique where you can see us as a married couple but you also see us as a married couple and you could see how something like what you do it it just is beneficial and I just would love for our listeners to take something away from this because you sit with people like us and families all the time well and and I think the maybe it's that right there you know with vulnerability you referenced this earlier when either of you approached me, you specifically, you had said, look, you know, where do I send the money? Like, do you take insurance? Because you wanted it to be me so bad. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because okay, you know you're like, us. look, you, you if, the trusted if I'm going to do were this. You technically if I'm get, to inside of me. <laughs> if, uh, correct. <laughs> that condom. I, I never thought about yeah, it from I, that angle, I, but. Well, there you was, were inside of back end. Yeah. <laughs> That condom got more than one use, right? Um, that's weird. I'm sorry. I had to say something. Go ahead. But that was... So that moment as a as a person was special to me because I saw that for what it was. Like you wanted to be vulnerable desperately, but you didn't know how. And so you wanted to trust me to be the person that you reached out for help and support, even to the extent that like... Now I'm going to be the therapist for you as well. And of course, I don't want to be your therapist. I I want to be your friend. 
and and that and all, but also like because we were also naive and not knowing that that's probably not an ideal scenario absolutely not because yeah. it, it changes the dynamic and our dynamic was so pure anyways to that extent that mm-hmm. therapy isn't about you going and seeing someone like me in an office and, and paying time and money and and energy and resources into you literally doing the thing that you fear the most which is looking at yourself in the mirror yeah and 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 recognizing that it's okay that you're not okay but it's it's more okay that you have some problems yeah but the problem with knowing you have problems is then you know the facade and you have to fix them <laughs> right it's not even a boundary it's you know a wall that is unpenetrable and 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 so it was nice to have that conversation with you both because i got to solidify even more still the friendship that we've had and the friendship that we're about to have mm-hmm. is going to be uniquely better and different because it's going to be deeper. You're going to trust me and I'm going to listen, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be there as a friend who mm-hmm. gets to have these real conversations with you. And that was my point from earlier. Don't just go to the office, go be with real people being real. Wow. And in that moment, I got to do that with you. Yeah. I got to do that with you. Even to the point where we talked into the night, I think one of those first nights, and there we got the, yeah. the pizza parties, but yeah. it was about us being able to have moments where we could check in at that human level, that foundational level. And so that's what I think anyone would benefit from is having more of those real relationships with their, with, you know, right. I'm not saying it's friends or family or coworkers. I don't know who it's going to be, but there, there becomes a part of your support group that you have to create. And it's really hard to do that because you're just as scared as they are, but once you find that person and they feel that trust, they're going to want to give it to you as well, and that's what begats, you know, yeah. wonderful relationships now in our adulthood that, you know, we were talking about someone earlier, mm-hmm. and you're such good friends at, a, at an early age in life, and then as you, you get older, it's kind of sad because you don't get that same thing. Right. Because it stays at that surface level, you don't ever really get a dig to that deeper level, and sometimes the surface level peeps they go away yeah and you get other or new surface level peeps but those deep ones you kind of keep them around once a quarter yeah for a pizza night there you go because it's beneficial for both of us but do you feel okay so do you feel like people having friends okay i have to say this because when you were saying that it reminded me of here here she goes oh my god stop i'm not triggered i'm not triggered I'm just, and I don't think they place. could hear you because you had to get closer to the Focus mic. Focus on your exhales. They can't hear your fucking breathing right now. There's a whole other issue about me and talking on this fucking podcast that we'll bring up later that you'll probably have to co- uh, coach me the, through. The, you know, hey, you know what? If you want to do like a... A session? Not, not a therapeutic session with a therapist, but a, a real conversation yes, with real people about real yes. things. I would love to be a part of an issue or a problem. Yes, let's do it. And give you an opportunity to like, you know. Okay. Just, she's got plenty to choose from. No, yeah. so do you. Stop. Not, not, we'll just use one. And, and we'll show people like not so much the process that I do, mm-hmm. but yeah. the way that, it, that sometimes it goes where yeah. you listen to, but you're also challenged. Because, yeah, see, that's what I like. Because if, if people understood how to be challenged in a neutral way, they would be willing to accept that they hold ownership and responsibility over their part, not the part that they constantly point okay, at. Okay, so I am—I have a real-life instance that I'm going to present to you. Oh, okay. But before I do that, 
I want to, I want to address what you just said about having good friends around you who will get to that deep level with you that are not just surface level that will be vulnerable with you because one thing about our podcast that I'm so appreciative of is people have reached out personally and been like, thank you for being honest about how hard and how like it's not all fucking rainbows and photos and butterflies and love and sex and children. And, you know, it's not all the great things in life. It's it's hard to be married. It's hard to have children. The hardest. And when I was first marrying my husband, I was like, oh, it's fine. We'll just fucking take the kids to Italy with us when we want to go. <laughs> no fucking way. I won't even go to San Diego with Leo. Like, I won't drive there. I won't fly there because I do not want that child conti- contained on, an, on a fucking a plane in a tube where he can't get out. Kid cannot be where you out. can't get out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's really how it is. Yeah, actually, you. Yeah. I would endure the pain, but Mackin would have a hard time. Putting Leo on a plane is like putting like a velociraptor in like a cage. He's just yeah. like running around like a dinosaur. But the one thing about this platform for us, people will even DM us like, so who's your therapist? Like, who? thank you for being honest. And I, and I think that people need to reevaluate. No, I'm sorry, I shouldn't speak for people, but I have found more value. I only have a very small group of friends. And... Coming from a person who's very social, as Mackin was in his fraternity, and I know your your job was flirting with boys and getting yeah. them. That was my that that was like I was the rush guy. Like I, I loved talking and meeting and bringing new guys into the group. Exactly, but as we grew into our relationship and our stages in life, we've we've lost our friends maybe because we've been too busy with our own lives or you know whatever it was whether it was our fault theirs whatever we just just people are not in our lives anymore but the people that are in our lives uh, um we can be that level like you need like therapy is great but having those friends that you're talking about and those people in your life like you that we can that you can just sit and be like you know what like this is really hard. This is what we're going through or whatever it is. And they can be like, oh, okay, yeah, we went through something similar. Do you know why that is? Why? With surface level, you only get what's on the surface at the time. And if that ever shifts or changes, that can shift and change. Like maybe it was football this time and now it's UFC and I'm not into UFC anymore, for example. Yeah. The deep ones, how many times a year do we see each other? Us? Three, four times Three or four, right? Yeah. And that's enough to solidify what for both of you? That you're a really great friend that we can trust and be, you're just a part of our lives. Yeah. And I look forward to the next pizza party for the same reasons. Yeah. And the silliness of the pizza party is that maybe three, four, five hours goes by from the chaos to maybe a little bit of time that we get to sit and and talk like we are now Mm -hmm. before, you know, Mackin's falling asleep. Yes. Well, that's um, the other thing is you come and you experience, already you experience at that point, the but, last <laughs> couple hours of a day with right. all our fucking kids and you see how the chaos ensues. And, and that's the, the, the funnest part. And then part. we sit down and have an adult time. And that's the funnest part for me. Even though we don't get the adult time, it's you look forward to that. I look forward to that. And it's unspoken to that extent that it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. I think when you create those deep connections, it doesn't matter how often they're a part of your life they're there when you need them Mm -hmm. and it's not that you use them i i I, the the phrase of using people i think we have to learn how to um 
use people but not misuse them. I love like, that. I, I need you to be a part of my life. I need you sometimes to call me. Yeah. I love that you said that. I love that you said misused instead of used because I've been using that word like sometimes I feel used and, and sometimes I use people, but I love that you say misused because it's not that, I mean, I could be wrong. Correct me, please. I'm, I'm a very giving person, right? So is he. A very trusting person. Trusting. Even if they don't deserve it yep you already come with it yes correct totally yeah and i'm like what do you need but sometimes that can be overshadowed by oh i can just like do this or do that i mean do you know what i'm trying to say absolutely whether it's malicious or or not malicious it it comes across potentially the same and that's where it gets complicated right unless we identify what that is we're kind of going to be complicated for because i don't know what you're doing and if I don't like it, I'm going to, you know, resist seeing you or talking to you to some extent. And then we're clearly not going to yes. be in each other's lives to that extent. I have to say something, you know, we, I have to, I can only, um, I can only do better if I know better. Yes. Right. And I'm going to know that there's something going on with us and I, and I want to understand it because I don't feel attached, Yep. but I want to feel attached, but I think there's something going on. Can we talk about it? Yes. But you're that person. And, and, and that's part of what we're saying is yeah. to finding those people that exist in those spaces or in those seasons or in those moments or in those three to four pizza parties yes. a year where it's just a reminder like you are a good mom. Well, you are a good dad. You are a good friend. I appreciate that. <laughs> you but, are. But, but you deserve, when you hear those words, to appreciate them just as much. Yeah. Because you accept that. Yeah, I don't think. And you struggle with that right there. I do. And that's okay. (laughs) But, but, but they're like. Because I'm not a great, I mean, I'm, I'm a good mom. Well, but when, when I said it. Yeah, I got uncomfortable. You got uncomfortable. (laughs) And, and, and that's okay. But therein lies part of the work. So it it doesn't matter who the trainer is. It just Mm -hmm. matters that you go to the gym. Yeah. If you, if you get a trainer, cool. Right. That's going to that. But the trainer that you want to go to may not be the other person that they want to go to. You kind of were referencing like, who do you go to? And I like that they ask you that, but they're doing the same thing that you did to me. It's like, you're safe. Who do I go to? And in that moment, that's such a great resource in that moment for the both of you. But it also is relevant that keep doing the work. I, I said to both of you. I, I gave you some resources and I said, go do the work. Yeah. You're ready to do it, but you're scared to do it. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to call someone to see if they'll sit down and talk to you. Yeah. But it's not about that. It's about, I have to start doing something that one, maybe I've known I've always should have done, mm-hmm. or I've been told I need to do it, or I've been scared to do it. Right. And now I have to actually make that call. It's crazy how often people want to do the work but they don't ever make the call or the calls to find the person because they know they have to be accountable. Yep. But in the other thing that we're And oh, vulnerable. Ahead. I apologize. No, no. I'm interrupting you. No, no, podcast. no. You're, 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 how, how rude of me. You're not rude. No. No, no. But, 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 it, but it, it ties back into that vulnerability because it's so scary. Yes. It was hard for you to hear that you're a good mother. I know. Right. But with Mackin, it was like. But think about how hard you're it is to hear right. that shit too. Like, oh, you got deep problems. What do you mean? Like it's you're hard, too far away from the mic. Like, it's hard for you to accept him saying that you're a good mom. Think about it. Uh, juxtaposed against, like, 
how hard it is for you to hear from Mary that you have this, you're oh, codependent. Wait, I asked Mary point blank. I'm like, I am not codependent because we did a whole thing on our podcast. I'm like, I am not codependent. I have tendencies of a codependent person, but I'm not codependent. And I call Mary, I go, Mary, am I codependent? She goes, oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. I'm like, on who? She's like, your mother, your father. I'm like, but am I codependent on Maggie? She's like, hey, he might be a little codependent on you, but I don't, I, but you definitely have tendencies of codependency. I, like, I had to ask her point blank. And it was shocking for me. I'm like, what? I mean, I knew, I knew something was wrong with me, but I didn't put codependency on it. But but what, why? But why were you so worried that it was? Maybe because I, I don't know. Because I mean, I knew because when but, I but read. But what the, if you are? Was it because you didn't want to admit that, like, you had something not wrong? Not wrong is not the word, but you had what? You that you had something that you needed to work on that you didn't want to work on. Um. Maybe I have a problem. It, that could that could be it, yes. But I also thought I'm trying to use safe words here. I don't know if I could say the word problem. It's okay. Well, issues, problems. I mean, uh, as but, long as we're not being graded, I think. But define it, codependency. Well, but, Give me your but, definition. But hold on. It, but but that's not what this is about right no, now. No, but I just want to know. I know you're trying to change the subject. No, no, because no, 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 no. Because what if you are codependent? Okay. Whatever the definition is, whoever gave you the definition, good, bad, or otherwise, Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to give you my opinion of it (laughs) No, because it doesn't matter. But it has so many meanings. But when you struggle so much to accept that you may have a problem regardless of what the problem is or how it's defined Mm -hmm. is in turn the problem. But here's the thing. I'm okay with being... Okay. When I looked up the definition of codependency, it said a bunch of things that don't that I felt didn't pertain to me. But what if the ones did that did? There was like three out of the seven. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. The rule isn't you have to match all seven. Correct. Okay, and and I can accept that, but then I need to know how to change and be better. Fair enough. Right. Okay. I'm okay. Because what we're we're talking about, you know, a definition to something. When the when the what what is the root problem of it? Right. Me. But at the end of it, <laughs> at the end of the day, but that's what makes you you. Let me. Ask and that's you. why so many people love you, and will tune into something like this because you're real. How did you get real? Codependency. There it is. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but 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 therein lies like. You get to be you, and then, <laughs> yeah. but once you realize that something's not working for you, that's, that's where you started to ask for help and support, and that's where other people struggle is because they get to that point where they know they need to do better, but then they don't. Yeah. Because now it's real. Now, how, does code, how would my codependency, if you know the answer to this question, affect our children? Like, how would that show up? Let's say to Vivian or, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have different relationships with all of my children. Sure. And, and, and what's interesting about, you know, for example, like with genetics or, you know, there's, there's certain, um, let's call them, you know, biological or medical issues that have existed in the families and it's passed on from high blood pressure to diabetes, to high cholesterol, high cholesterol. Um, the same thing exists with behavior and behavior as it relates to thoughts and to feelings, you know, because they're all kind of connected in 
one's happening with the other or before the other, however it works. And that's passed on as well. It's multi-generational transmission processes, you know, the, the name for it. Basically, it just means when your mom's your mom and the things about your mom that make you smile and happy that you are a part of her. And then the things that, that make you want to scratch your eyes out and, you know, say, you know, if Mac was ever, ever able, if Mac had ever said, um, you know, you're just acting like your mom mm-hmm. and that's, you know, a, tr- a trigger for you. Yeah. Why? And it's all because you witnessed something that you also liked and didn't like about your mom, but now is a part of you. Well, yeah. why is it a part of you without your permission? You didn't have a say to that. You just had a conditioned response to her behavior. And that's what was your normal behavior. Yeah. And that's why there's not a problem with you. Yeah. There's just an awareness now to something that no one else either had awareness to or did anything about. I am Danielle Mackin and I am codependent. It has started. (laughs) The best part of that is you recognizing you being okay in the ways that you are okay. It hurts a little. And you become the author of that book that is yours. Yeah. Because that's usually what that is for them. It's their way of telling their own story through however it comes out. That's why we connect with Star Wars and the Harry Potters and those See? types of things. Because Magic's there's never seen Star Wars. there's something in well there's there's something in well that's yeah. sad. I know. Uh, maybe. That's why I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I said Harry Potter. Let's be honest. He's never seen that. Uh, if I haven't seen Star Wars, you think I've seen Harry Potter? Well, I don't know. It's very sad. I know. I feel sorry for you. I know. But the but but there's it resonates. Of but you have to tell your story. And when you can't, that's what's sad about it because you haven't been able to, because you haven't been shown how to. And that's where you know you're trying very hard to do differently with Viv. Totally. And you are doing a great job because the playbook wasn't necessarily given to you the same way with the awareness that you've created for yourself over the last two years. Yes. That is very true. And I'm, I'm very, so whenever something happens with Vivian or any of my children. But leave it for Viv because there's a something unique. Yes. That you both share that you can't share with your boys. No. Yeah. Vivian's a girl. For all the right reasons. Oh, totally. But, but I was talking to you about this earlier. Yeah. But that's I, the representation. Yeah. When you do, a, and, and, and I'll be careful with my words because our parents, in my belief system, specifically the ones that actually are, they're trying to do the best job they know how to do with whatever's going on at the time just the same. Some of them are doing better. My dad did better with disciplining than my grandfather did based off of the way that discipline, and and that's, you know, for my therapist and me to to work out. But, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) But I can't blame, I can't go through my life when I have awareness of, of me to continue to blame mm-hmm. the people that gave me those lessons because that's the only lesson they knew as well. That's very poignant because the first thing I learned in, in therapy was, oh, you're like this because this happened to you. Your, your dad did this. Your mom did this, this. And you're right. You start shifting. Instead of taking accountability, you shift the blame as opposed to, are you saying like, what are you saying with that? Like instead of shifting. Well, he's, he's saying like acknowledging why people are the way they are, yeah. but not also maybe not faulting them for it 100%. Yeah. That, well, that becomes the part of therapy where you start to recognize yeah. and shift 
um, guilt and blame and definitions and responsibility to someone else mm-hmm. and, and just make it about you and your experience and also not be a butthead to yourself. Right. Because I can hate my dad or I can hate my mom or I can love my dad and I can love my mom to some extent. But if I'm harboring something that's against them, mm-hmm. th- there's therein lies part of that work that is beneficial to our vulnerability. Doesn't, maybe everyone doesn't have to do it. But if I have to understand myself, I have to understand how I gain the lessons totally. and where they came from. For me, based off of a big family, uh, you know, a pretty rigid religion and having those, you know, that foundation, I'm not saying was wrong, right, or otherwise, it's all I had. Yeah, totally. But if I continue to live as if it was wrong or bad to some extent, I'm not gaining the lesson because I'm only looking at it because I don't understand. You know, we call it vulnerability, but the reality of it is like me understanding who I am and why I am and 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 not that it has to all be okay, but that it is all okay too. Yes. And and not being okay is okay. And when you get to feel that and it mean the most to you because it's your own family, it's who you are, there's there's no getting around it. Oh, yeah. But to accept it in that way then becomes a lesson for how you can be better. Yeah. So it's not about the book you're going to read or the therapist that you go to or the fact that you are going to therapy. It's all of that work was to finally get you to a point to accept that you get to be you and appreciate it more than ever before. Wow. And that's what you've been doing. That's so funny because acceptance was one of the things that I would never have. I always thought when I go to therapy and I, I mean, and I'm only, we're only like two years in, but it was like, how do I fix myself? But really it's just, that's so poignant that you say that it's accepting who you are and going, Okay, this is who I am. Regardless of what that means. Exactly. And, That's interesting. And and to accept the things that you are and find more appreciation to them. Yeah, that's hard. Absolutely it is. But it's hard to even like open that door. Yeah. yeah. It's even hard to even like go there and figure out how that even works and functions. And that's the, crazy. What, like who you are? No, just like the, the depths that you have to go to understand that. Like you just said, like you've only been doing it for two years. And it's still like a process for you and you understanding the acceptance piece of it. But it, it's so funny that I could look at somebody else and go, oh, okay, well. Well, but there so you go. Easy. It's, it's so easy well, to look at someone, but to look at yourself. You make it seem as if it's easy. Yeah. But you're only seeing it through your lens. Yeah. You're only seeing it through the context of what you want potentially to be or the projection of something that you miss your, or missing out on. Mm-hmm. And again, it... it it goes back to not so much codependency, but a lack of appreciation of who you are. And you're trying to seek that out in someone else, even if it's the things you don't like. Yes. And that's where we'll pinpoint things I don't like because it's like, well, I don't want to be that. And it's like, well, if you look in a mirror, that's probably what you're more likely to be like. It's so fucking interesting that you brought this up because I'm going to bring it up. Here we go. We're about to get really fucking deep. This is a real life issue. I all we we've been not we. I don't I don't like saying we. I've been very apprehensive about doing doing this again, our podcast, because um people in my life who are close to me have made comments like you I let me preface and this. This is not you throwing them under the bus by any means. This is them having 
a piece of constructive or loving criticism, I guess is that a way to put it, and you not accepting it very easily. Is that a, a f- no, I haven't. I haven't stopped thinking about it for two weeks. So, and I've asked everyone around me, and it's still debatable if I'm going. Like it's just it, okay. So I'll just say it. So. I don't listen every time we do a podcast. I don't re-listen to it because I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear myself. I'm just confident enough in the fact that like what I said, I said, and I'm just, this is who I am. I'm going to leave it. Right. I say what I mean. And I mean what I say. I don't need to re-listen to anything. And that's not why I listen, but it's more like she does, does it like, doesn't it like Steven Spielberg? He doesn't watch his movies or something like that. Not to put you on his level by any means, but I'm just saying like, I'll take it. It's a, yes, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Did he do Titanic? I don't know. No, that was James Cameron. That's who I am. So we, <laughs> more my level. Um, Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Who fucking did The Notebook? Who did that? I'm him too. All right, segue. Yeah, okay, anywho. Um, <laughs> those are my kind of people. So this comment was like, it. you know what? Maybe you should say, because I keep telling myself a different story than what was actually said. Well, I, and I, I don't want to misquote him or her, but I think it was more along the lines of you can sometimes come across as sort of like the token bitchy mom in some ways. But the way I don't want to give my answer to that, but I think that some ways you can come across that way. And sometimes it's a joke, and I think to others who don't really understand our dynamic, that it can come across as like the naggy bitch wife more often than not. Do you want me to give my point of view on that, or do you want to... Whatever you want, buddy. So my point of view on that is the podcast itself, it's just a snapshot in time where we're talking about funny topics, recapping mostly the highs and lows of the week, not a lot of the in-between. And a lot of the highs and lows have more of the um, sort of character traits that are more b- blown out. Mm-hmm. The, the, the blow-ups, the bitchy, the screams, all that kind of shit. And that's what you tend to focus on and what we talk about. So that's how I can see that people can hear that shit and like, oh yeah, she must be a bitch all the time. When in reality, you're just a bitch some of the time. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. But in, in I think the hardest part, the hardest part about that is I brought it to family members. And I was like, this is what, like, this is what somebody said to me. And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so now I'm going, okay, I, okay. I, and you, I want you to read this completely to its core because I feel like I appreciate my husband. And I, I love him to his core. Like, I love everything about Mackin. If he asked me, like, I think you're just a little bit too hard on Viv or Dom, I would take that, respect it, and I would listen. I, when my husband says something and he says it from his heart, I listen. I'm not going to be like, no, I'm, I know better than you. Because when my husband speaks, he speaks, and then I, because he, he doesn't often, Right, that's the point you're trying to make is that I don't you take a lot you do a lot of the speaking for us, but when there are the few and far between times where I stand up and say, "No, we're fucking doing this." Uh-huh. You say, "Okay." Yes. Cuz you know that if it takes me to like put my foot down or 
say it in that way, yes. you're like, okay, I trust Mackin. Yes. I know this is, he feels strongly about this. He's my husband. I love him. Yes. This is what we're doing. Exactly. Um, but people don't always, people don't always see that part of us. But I think I, when I heard that, it was really hard for me because I'm like, I just, I don't feel like I'm that person, but maybe I am. But, but even if you were, why does that matter? And, and, and I'm not going to reference what that person was saying or why they were saying it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to make it about not knowing because I wasn't there, right? Yeah. It, I, I think, I, go ahead. I'm so sorry. so, the, so I'm going I'm to speak in a roundabout way to reference why you're doing this. And I'm going to make a point of why you should continue to do this. Okay. Whether you do it or not, obviously up to you. But growing up, I don't, I'll just ask did you ever have a great grandfather, grandmother, like go visit them or to some extent, Always. like, okay. Going to their house, what was the, as a kid, what was always something that you would, that your eyes would go to or anytime you would visit and it's really boring probably cause there's not a lot to do. You would always kind of tend to go to one thing. What was that? I mean, they always had a candy jar. Okay. And it was always those like half cut oranges with like the sugar on them. Or there was fresh fruit like cantaloupe on the counter or the recliner chair. Like those things are very prominent to me. You're asking me that question. That's what popped in. Gotcha. Mac, and did you ever have that experience? <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about my family. <laughs> oh. That's no. He was like, all right, Mac, and uh, you answer this because no, I'm not even, I'm not a part of this no, conversation. Really, that really uh, scares me. I was, I was just on. listening did, to the question. And did you ever, did you ever have that experience? Yeah, of course. Yeah, because I'm thinking. What of, would you tend to gravitate towards? So when you said candy, I'm like, oh yeah, my grandma always had like the little strawberry candies that are like double wrapped with wax paper in a little bowl. So like saltwater chappy? No, like those little grandma candies that every grandma has. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, I think that's fun when we get to do this, specifically to those types of memories, because they they bring out something else in us. But the reality that I'm bringing out is. Mine was in between a game and a book. And in that book was the memories that they wanted us to see. The memories that they got to share. But they were very selective about it due to, again, film, camera, what they decided to take pictures of. Wow. Right? Totally. Because you're not capturing a moment to like... But you're, you're you're capturing a moment in time, correct? Significant. And the cool thing about those types of books, yearbooks to that extent as well, is that they capture a moment that yields an emotional response. I feel something because I'm transported back into that memory. So mm-hmm. to see that book is to get to know them. Totally. But just the part that we saw, and just the way that we felt to that extent of what maybe it was like to feel that or what if I was, I mean, what if I was there, right? Yeah. What if I was able to see grandpa, you know, grandpa Coe's when he was younger and mm-hmm. you know, he, he, whatever. Getting married or. Yeah. All, all of the things, all the, yeah. all the things that, you know, you hear at, 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 you know, the eulogy and now it's a representation of the life. Yes. The aftermath, the memories that we, we, we recall. Yeah. My point is this. What you are doing with this podcast is no different than having that book. Wow. The difference 
is literally embedded in what we're talking about tonight. They shared the part that they wanted to, mm -hmm. the way that they did, because that was the only way they could. Yeah. But it was just a picture. Now, with technology and the opportunity to, to literally be a part of each other's lives, even though we may or may not want to be, there's something kind of memory-like embedded in that, but in real time. And that's the difference. There's so much more awareness that you have in even doing something like this. But if your kids were ever to listen to this, Ugh. if your grandkids were ever to mm -hmm. listen to this, that becomes the book. Yeah. And so you... But do I want them to remember me like a bitchy? But that's the thing, though. <laughs> they get to have the experience that they'll have, just yeah. like whoever said this to you has. And here's the hard part about this experience. It's your, it's still live. It's still happening. Yeah. And there's a strong betrayal that any member of your family would feel because by outing some of you, you're outing some of them. Yes. Whether they accept that or not is what it is. Yeah. But the reality of it is why have a judgment against something that you're doing right, wrong or otherwise? I love the fact that they said it still. I love the fact that they could come to you and say it, regardless of where the motive was to say it, yeah. projection of themselves, you know, they didn't want their business out there, whatever the reason of it is. Yeah. It's still the same resistance, but in a different way when I said that you're a good mother. But that, I'm glad you said it's that the last vulnerability. Bit, like the projection of themselves because two different people, very different backgrounds said the same thing, but they said it with a different lens and a different per perspective on it. So they heard you, but they related, related it to their own experiences and how they were receiving that, but it was slightly different. So, so that, so again, I don't have a judgment over why it was said or the reason that it was said. If you are, or if you're not, being a bitch yeah that opens up the potential for a deeper conversation yeah. with that person it's not going to be comfortable because this person may want you to change yeah because if you change then they will feel more comfortable aha uh -huh. and therein lies the difficulty it's not that they're doing something wrong they're just repeating behavior again yeah and so in the systemic lens of the way that i went through my schooling and my training was to recognize how those patterns of behavior and the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions and all of those types of things all kind of weave into this pattern that makes the most sense and makes me feel comfortable even yeah. though I may not be comfortable. So wow. what I would say is having the ability to have a conversation with that person, if you could show up and they could show up, would be very revealing because you would actually be creating depth in a way that you never could before had they never said anything. Yeah. That's why I'm glad they said something. Yeah. It just doesn't feel good. Yes, but th that would also require them to show their vulnerability. But w but what's behind the secondary emotion is the primary that has yet to be heard. Yeah. And and that's where they may not even know. Yeah. It, it, to them, it may just be very simplistic. It's not ever simplistic. Do you want to know what my response was? Sure. I can only imagine. I said... <laughs> Bitchy? <laughs> Because it had to be, right? I go, wasn't that his fault? Can't, shouldn't he be speaking up? <laughs> that, that is fact. That's what she said. She goes, well, isn't that his fault that he's not fucking piping yeah. up enough no, and great. putting up with me? Defer responsibility. Yeah, exactly. No, that's, that's, 
And that's yeah. why I had to like circumvent around the conversation. Yeah. Like, well, no, actually, I just let you do you most of the time. And then I put my foot, my foot down when I need to. I pick my battles here. And every time I think about that, I do cringe a little. I'm sorry. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last thing before, before we close out. Is there anything you would like to tell people who are, you know, just like have that stigma with uh, looking in the mirror or going to seek, you know, understanding of their life, whether they're in, whether their life is completely fine in their eyes or not. Is there any like, I don't know, like motivation or words that you have for anybody that's listening in general about mental health? Yeah. So, I mean, tonight really was just about sharing thoughts and feelings and experiences. Like I, I don't want anyone to take like what I've said as being the right or the wrong way. Um, or really anything that I have to say is what they need to do. It's if they heard something or felt something in a way that even for a second got them to think what that thing is in their life that they keep hiding every time it pokes its head out to actually kind of look at it for a little bit and that it's okay to recognize it for what it is. And it's okay if outing it to family members or to friends is a good first step to being vulnerable with people that they actually trust. Like you both were with me Yeah, because there became something unique and special that existed that we started creating depth. But then I got to hand you off to a referral yeah. and you, you kept doing the work. Yeah. So what initially hopefully happens is you can, you know, they take that moment that they felt in, during whatever was said, because that's not the important part. It's actually feeling that gut feeling, knowing what it's about and doing something about it, yeah. even if it means starting to talk about it in a way where they just hear themselves out loud or friends. with someone that they mm -hmm. trust and love with the hope that that trusted person will want to build depth with them, have that as a connection for the rest of their lives to some extent, but pass them off in a, in a warm way to say, Hey, you know, at some point, maybe you do need help. Yeah. Maybe it's not, maybe it's, Hey, let's go talk to somebody else. Yeah. Let's make this a group project. You know, the whole tribalism and the way that our ancestors were for the most part was they couldn't get away from each other but they figured it out. Yeah. How do they figure it out? I don't know then. We don't live that same way now. I don't have to see anybody if I don't want to. Yeah. Right? Doesn't we don't exist the same way but yet we know everything about each other yeah. by not even having a conversation with you. Totally. I can look online, see your life and feel connected to you without ever having talked to you. But that again is surface. Exactly. I was going to say that's like surface. So start building the ability to create depth within yourself by outing things, being vulnerable about it, and then hopefully someone else will show you that it's okay to do so because they start doing it with you. Okay. And if, if people that are listening would like to reach out in some way, shape or form, maybe to us or to you, where can they do that? They you, know where to get us. I, you know, I, I appreciate that. No, I mean that. I mean, I, no, I, I, I sincerely appreciate that. Uh -huh. And I understand the podcast community is very much about, you know, building each other up and I appreciate that. But you know what? Um, if it's about me, I would rather, you know, if it's about me, actually just me, yeah. then they can 
do some deductive reasoning and, and figure you? that out on their on their okay. own. Okay. And if they don't, I'll tag him. <laughs> and if they don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be me because I'm a good fit for some people yes. and not a good fit for other people. So by you doing the work is you probably know someone that's already doing it. Ask that person that you know so you can have the conversation. But if they don't know somebody, you're a good resource. I'm a you're, good resource yes. whether I'm the guy or whether I yes. can, can refer them. That's fair. And that's the thing about you is when we sat down with you, you were like, listen, I love you guys. You're my friends. I'm, I can't do this. I can't I don't continue want to. this. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want and to. And that's what I love about you. Like you could have kept seeing us and in, in, in doing your job and being compensated for it. But you were like, no, I'm, we're going to find you somebody who is going to benefit your relationship. And that's what's beautiful about you is you truly, you just look for the good for people to grow and do and, and it's not about money and, and whatever for you. It's about making people better and helping. It, and that's what I love about you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It, it, it was about me being your big bro. Exactly. And when I received that role and responsibility. You took it seriously. I took it seriously. And I'm Mackin's fraternity that. brother, so it, it makes sense. But it didn't make sense into that season of life. Yeah. Where then you both, because we hadn't really been connecting or communicating. When you did, that started something new that we then got to have because that's what pizza nights were about. Yes. It was about reminding us, hey, we need to have this moment. We both benefit from each other, and now we're back to where we started. Well, I have to tell you we're very grateful for all the pizza nights and for you doing this with us tonight. I know we kind of threw you on the spot when you got I, here. I appreciate being I, part of your world now. I'm just so <laughs> grateful that you were like, sure, give me a mic. I'll Sure, I'll do it. And I'm like, okay, we didn't even talk about what we were going to talk about. We just did it. So... We love oh, you it, and we appreciate it. Has this been live? Yes. Oh, uh, oh no. We'll How much it, do we owe you? The <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you all. Yeah, this was awesome. I was so glad that MV, we got to hear his perspective, his professionalism, not just you bitching at me for an hour. It was yes. nice. Thank you. Reiterating It was more organized. <laughs> yes. And so uh, thank you all for listening and thank you, MT. We love you very much. Yeah, my yeah, pleasure. Thank you for listening.